Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. You're listening to episode 68 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this podcast, we are continuing a very important conversation around race, racism, real estate, and social media. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, we talk about all kinds of things on this podcast from um, motherhood, parenthood, to my business, to social media, and kind of everything else in between. But lately, as our world has evolved and changed uh, in 2020, as we all know, one of the things that's really on the forefront of so many of our minds these days are issues around race and racism. And especially if you're one of my friends in the real estate industry, you know that this has really been a conversation. And certainly it's not a new conversation. But I think for a lot of us, and especially myself, you know, as we've seen so much of the social injustice that has happened um, in our world, I think for a lot of us, our eyes have been opened. And I know I can speak uh, from my own my own uh, experience, uh, in the fact that I have I have really had my eyes open in a way that probably I've not had them open before in terms of what's going on in this country when it comes to race and taking a stand for Black Lives Matter and saying things like that publicly. And I have to say, it's been a little nerve wracking. It's been a little uncomfortable. Uh, but, uh, you know, holy cow, as a, as a white person, uh, it's, it's probably the least I could do, right? So as I am working on becoming a better ally and a better friend and a, and actively anti-racist and working on my own journey, as I shared in the last podcast episode, um, I'm going to be sharing more of my journey uh, throughout different episodes in our, in our podcast series here. So if you missed the last episode, by the way, episode 67 was a great conversation about unconscious bias in real estate. I interviewed Valerie Alexander, keynote speaker, author. She's an amazing person. Definitely go back and listen to that episode. I'm going to drop the link to that in the uh, in the in the show notes today. But for today's episode, episode 68, I had the pleasure of interviewing and chatting with uh, Marky Lemons Ryle, who is an author and keynote speaker, best-selling author and keynote speaker, as well as Chelsea Pites, also an author and keynote speaker. And if those names are familiar to you, I have interviewed both of those ladies in the in our podcast in previous episodes. I had them on the show. We talked about their books. 
We talked about social media. We talked about real estate. So I'm going to link to their episodes, uh, previous episodes in our show notes below as well. But this conversation that you're about to hear was a very unique conversation. Um, Chelsea and myself and Marky, we felt it was really important. Uh, You know, the three of us, we are we are on stages all across um, all across the world speaking about social media. Of course, these days, lately, it's more virtually. But we uh, we have a we have a big audience. and, And we also feel like as part of what we are talking about, what we stand for, that it's, it's important to talk about the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room right now is race, especially in the world that we live in, uh, in terms of the real estate industry. So we had a really candid conversation about things like what to say right now, what to do right now, how to be a better ally, uh, what to post on social media during times of social injustice. So I hope you are able to listen uh, to this interview with an open heart and open mind. And we would love to hear from you as you listen to this interview. Um, and really, it's more of a conversation, not really an interview. But as you listen to this conversation, you know, we feel that this is such an important, important conversation. And this is just the beginning. So if this inspires you, we would love if you would help us by sharing out this podcast episode, share it out on Facebook or Instagram, or however, however you would like to share it out, that would mean the world to us. So listen in, get your headphones ready. However you're listening, this is going to be a great conversation. Thank you so much to Chelsea and Marky for being a part of this conversation. And here we go on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, a very special Facebook Live today. My name is Katie Lance, founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting and they get Social Smart Academy. And I'm excited. We're going to have a special conversation today with two amazing ladies who I am very honored to call dear friends. Uh, These two ladies are keynote speakers, best-selling authors, and just all-around awesome people. And so I'm super excited to welcome today Marky Lemons-Royal and Chelsea Pites. Welcome, welcome, ladies. Hey, you know what? I'm laughing because we initially had this great picture we were taking to start, right? And then we were so frantic to get in. We were just all elated and a complete uproar. We have technology, you know, it wasn't working. We had to reboot everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good reminder that you got to be patient with technology. Yeah. So we are going to have a special conversation. Uh, you know, it's it's no secret that, gosh, uh, 2020 has been a, a unique, unique year. Uh, you know, that's probably putting it lightly. Uh, but what we what we wanted to kind of get together and talk about here today is, uh, you know, kind of the elephant in the room. And that is we are in the middle of uh, a uh, just social injustice, which is I feel like doesn't really actually accurately dis- depict what's happening in the world right now. And we just thought, you know, let's get on Facebook Live. Let's have a conversation about how we're feeling about it. Um, and especially for you know Chelsea and I, if I can be so bold to say this, as two white women, uh, what we can do, what we can't do, what we what we should post, what we shouldn't post. And 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 I'm so happy that Marky's here with us and, and to be able to share her perspective. And I know she's um, obviously had a had a, a ton of things happening over the last few weeks. So um, I, I just ask everyone who's watching live, you know, let's let's be respectful. Uh, and let's, you know, let's, let's also, you know, use this as an opportunity to ask questions. If you have questions for any of us, feel free to put those in the chat as we kind of go through this conversation here today. So are you ladies ready? We're going to kick it off. I'm definitely ready, but I want to say this before we get started. You made a post last year on Twitter and it was the first time that I had to acknowledge, uh, what I did not know. 
I always assume that people were racist. I never looked at the fact that I was a female and might be dealing with sexism. So before we get started, I've realized I believe there's more sexism in the world than there is racism, but I never even looked at the sexism part until Katie made a post about women being hired as speakers in the industry. So I want you to know that you opened my eyes to it because at first I just thought it because I was the shortest, darkest, roundest person in the room. Not that I was female. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a whole nother conversation. Maybe that'll be next week. <laughs> we'll just tackle all this stuff, you know? <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so and by the way, as you probably saw, I, I did bring my Wonder Woman mug for this conversation, uh, which has like, I don't know, 10 cups of coffee in here. It's, it's pretty big. We're ready. <laughs> so I, I kind of just want to dive in and just see, you know, how, how are you guys doing? How, how are things going? Uh, maybe we can start there and then kind of, I would like to kind of talk a little bit, like we talked about earlier about kind of talking about what some ideas of what we can do, what we can say, what's, you know, things like that. Well, I will start. Yes. Um, you know, I think it's really important and, and just to, to state, you know, for myself only that um, I certainly don't know any of the answers. And this is something that, uh, you know, I'm learning and unlearning and diving into. And, you know, my intention for our incredible conversation today is to keep the conversation going and to open up um, avenues for you know us to come together and discuss uncomfortable or unknown topics, which um, you know are uncomfortable for for me, which is important. They need to be, and um, we want to lead as women, as mothers, as entrepreneurs um, with empathy and equality and humanity and validation. And so, um, you know, I, this has been, like you said, 2020 has been a very unique year. And, um, you know, my goal for from here till the day I die is to be a lifelong student and to talk about this very important topic of, of racism. And as Marky said, as sexism and humanity and equality in general. And um, I'm honored that I've been even invited to have the conversation with all of the people that are here. And, um, you know, we've been talking about what can we do? How do we affect change as an individual, as a community? And so I just, um, you know, I've got some notes here that I wanted to talk about, you know, as what we might be able to do. What What is an ally? What does that look like? Um, and so that's what I'm hoping we can at least start talking about in this initial first conversation today. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I will say this. I think the three of us have been through a lot this year because our worlds essentially changed on Friday, March the 13th, when event after event was canceled due to the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So our our industry changed as a result to whether or not you're considered essential or non-essential. So in the midst of dealing with that and thinking that, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's coming to it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Then George Floyd was murdered. And as a result, result of his murder, um, I decided that I would take a mental health break. Well, my mental health break lasted every bit of 24 hours because <laughs> as a result, 
I do live in the city of Chicago. Chicago, by every report, is the most segregated city in this country, racially and economically. And I say it all the time in my classes. So that wasn't anything new to me. What has occurred, though, is that uh, looting, um, rioting has occurred, and it has further devastated the Black and the Hispanic communities. And not the Hispanic communities as much as the Black communities, because the Latin Kings took to their rooftops with, uh, what are they, AK-47s? I think that might be the right name of the gun. And they protected their own community. The Black community didn't do that. And so we have numerous businesses that already might not have been able to open or survive the coronavirus that definitely will not reopen. And keep in mind, the Chicago South Side and West Side have what they known as food deserts. So my house is worth $600,000. I just got a grocery store that I did not have to drive three miles to get to, okay? And it was temporarily closed down. So I'm looking at the, the economic impact on top of the economic impact, plus living in a city that is racially and economically segregated, and then to see what happened as a result. But let me say this, I am 100% anti-looting. And so I don't understand uh, how people destroy where they have to lay their heads. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a mouthful. So then I have, um, I decided to come to Facebook so that people could understand as a mother of African-American sons, what we have to endure. And I want to reference this because we, we don't talk about it a lot. Um, I don't think anyone has just ever seen me Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, because truth be told, not only do I do my sons have to deal with racism, they then also still have to deal with black on black crime that exists, especially on the south side of Chicago. So my sons have targets on their back and they're coming at them from two different directions. And it's sort of like you raise these great children who are God-fearing, hardworking, and they have a mother named Marky who will knock them completely out. And it's like they can't win for losing. You know, it's sort of like you, you pray for them because you're sorry that they have to be brought into this situation. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for Chelsea, but I, I think it was, uh, you know, when, when I saw that video uh, that you shared and, um, you know, if you haven't seen that video that, that Marky shared, uh, I guess it was about two and a half weeks ago or so. Maybe at some point, Marky, you could share that in the uh, in the in the chat here later on or something. Because I, I think it's so important. I mean, it, it, it's also hard hard to watch, but I think it's important that that we all see it and that you you really think about you know those conversations that you need to have um, with your kids. You know, as as a as a mom with a with a black son, and it's it's heartbreaking. Um, and I think that that kind of goes along with, I, I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to you know, speak, for, for, speak for Chelsea, but I think for a lot of us, we've just, uh, you know, kind of white folks, I feel like I've sort of woken up to like, wait a minute, this, this, this kind of stuff is, is happening. This kind of stuff is, uh, is, is prevalent. And it's just kind of the way that things have been, um, you know, obviously the, the killing of George Floyd was, the you know sort of wake up call. I think a lot of people all of a sudden you know kind of stood up and took notice. But uh, yeah, it's it's just it's heartbreaking. 
You, you know what? I, and I'm glad. And let me say this. Katie and Chelsea both reached out to me because I think I had a post before that post. And I said, dear white friends. And no, I wanted to reference it. And let me say this. I got comments from both sides. I said, I love white people. Dear white friends, your black friends are not OK. Please reach out to them and have an uncomfortable conversation. And so the reason that I think I've gotten comments from everybody, I've had I, I have black friends who don't have any white friends, period. Um, because of the segregation that exists on the south side of Chicago, to the point my husband was talking about a, a professional, a degree professional with a master's degree. And he said, well, so-and-so doesn't have any white friends. I said, it's very possible to walk into a, a Chicago public school and as a teacher, you're isolated to your room and no, you don't befriend any of the other teachers who happen to be white who work at that school. So can I see that? Yes. And I said that, and Katie and Chelsea, you both reached out to me. But let me say this. When you reached out to me, I already knew that you were my friends. I, I didn't question you guys, right? And every time someone would reach out to me, I would just start clapping because your character was exactly who I thought that you were as a person, not based on the color of your skin. And I've had, you know, that black people have reached out. Well, what do you mean you love white people? I said, well... When I was a child, my parents moved me to the suburb of Peoria. We were the only black family in our condo development. And I was the only black girl that attended my school. With that being said, I experienced a lot of discrimination and racism as a little girl. But for every person who I met that was a racist, I, we had white friends who supported us, who stood up, who had something to say, who loved on me as a child. And then I go and I live in Iceland and my Icelandic family treated me like they had birthed me. And then my father-in-law is Caucasian. Carl would die for us. And so for every racist that exists, there is a non-racist. So I treat people based on how they treat me, not based on the color of their skin. And I've gotten... Uh, handwritten cards, I've gotten emails, text messages, phone calls, but I have black friends who haven't received anything, which lets me know that they've never established relationships with people. Mm. And it's, this is a two-way street. This isn't just a, a, a white people embrace black people. I'm saying black people need to also reach out and embrace. And when we see things that we don't like, we should say something and not in a shame on you type of situation because what i do know is and i explain this when i'm teaching fair housing because i was born in the south side of chicago and because my family is a, we've been in business since 1954 all of my needs and wants were taken care of inside of the black community so i never had to embrace or have white friends because i went to a black private school and we ate at black restaurants but at the moment I realized, girl, you don't, you're not really embracing nobody outside the community. You're not stretching yourself. I became intentional in leaving the community and sitting at tables where there's no one else looking like me sitting at the table. And over, you know, a 30 year period of time. Now I have friends that look like the Rainbow Coalition, but I was intentional because I realized that 
if you're on the south side of Chicago, it's very possible to live in a all black world and therefore you have limited knowledge. Mm. So yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> I think I think intention is a really powerful word, right? For you know, living with intention, being open to examining our our biases, our perspectives, our experiences, validating and listening to other people's experiences and this the word stretch. That's, you know, stretching yourself. I think that was, it really makes sense. And um, I know we're going to be kind of talking about, um, you know, how to use your voice and, and perhaps a platform and, you know, and how we can care out loud in in a variety of different ways and how we can care in person, you know. So I think the intention um, is really a powerful word for me that you shared, Marky, on that. So um, thank you for, for bringing that word to our message today. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, I would, I would second that. And that's probably a, a good segue to, to kind of start to talk about, like I said in the beginning, kind of the elephant in the room of what do we say? What do we post? And I wanted to specifically talk about this with you, with you both today, uh, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of different philosophies, obviously with social media. And I think for a long time, we all, a lot of us said, you know, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion, don't talk about things that are polarizing. And, and I think all of those, those came from a good place. I think people had the right heart. In fact, I probably said that at some point. But, you know, I, I've also felt as I've, I guess, I've sort of, I guess, matured, or, you know, whatever the right word is, is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with talking about things that are that you're passionate about, but I think it comes down to how you say something, the the respect that you have. And so, I've been personally a lot more vocal over the past few weeks uh, for Black Lives Matter and and just publicly, you know, talking about my feelings about working towards being anti-racist. And mm. I have to tell you, there's been a lot of conversations publicly and privately with me. And you know, for me personally, I can just say that. I felt like it had gotten to the point where if I didn't say something, I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine not saying something, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I feel like there's a lot of people who've reached out to me and, and want to say something. They're not sure what to say. So I'd love to kind of just open that conversation up. Um, and maybe Chelsea, you know, you can you could chime in with your thoughts. And of course, Marky, but well, I think all of us, I would imagine are, are similar, but maybe also have some different uh, different thoughts as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Marky is definitely, you know, going to be able to give us some great insight too. And, you know, you and I have talked, Katie, about, you know, what, what do we say? And, and, and to your point, yeah, I mean, I, I've said, yeah, you know, probably stay away from politics and when, you know, the candidates are out and all of that. And, but to your point as well, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for your heart and for your soul and for your family. And um, for me, it was, uh, this was about humanity. This was about being human and empathy and equality. And I also said, I'm going to use my voice. And yeah. I, I didn't know what to say. Was I afraid to say the wrong thing? A hundred percent. Am I still afraid yeah. to say the wrong thing? <laughs> Absolutely. Will I make mistakes? I will. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving through that and saying, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing but I'm, I want to do, I want to do better. I want to do something. Um, and, you know, examining yourself is uh, so important and not easy. And 
I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I am, you know, here learning this process of who I am and who I want to be on a daily basis. Now I realize this is, this is something I will do every single day. Um, So I don't necessarily know the answers, (laughs) like you don't know (laughs) the answers, but you know, um, I remember as kind of a funny thing when this all started and actually in March, it was March 13th was the day I went into quarantine as well. I got a call on March uh, that Monday. So was that 15th, 16th? And they said, hey, what's your formula for posting in a pandemic? And I said, I don't, I, I'm like, I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, so you know, we're, we're working on this. So, and, and so, Marky, if you can, you know, talk to that. And then we've also got a really good question that just popped into, into our feed too. So I think now is a good time to kind of talk about some of those suggestions and ideas for all of us. So I, I teach uh, by the concept of seek first to understand. And so I would say the question should be seek first to understand. Um, I think a lot of questions do need to be asked, right? And this is not going to be one size fits all. And each person is going to be a little different. What I do is when I don't understand, right, I'm calling people, I'm texting them, I'm saying, look, I don't know can you help me out here? Mm-hmm. What I would tell you what not to do, because we often have conversations after conversations um, that <laughs> I think that has been mentioned in a couple of videos. When people come and they do a comparison, right? So to everything that's happened, they have a comparison story to that story. There, <laughs> let me be clear, there is no comparison, all right? And at the moment a person compares, it is going to make the black person feel a sort of kind of way, just so that, so so there's no comparison. It's either, it's empathy, you know, sorry you went through this, what can we do better? But when someone tells me something about their 13 year old child being fearful in this moment, and I know people who have been fearful their entire lives, grown, working, educated people who strategically plan where they're going based on the color of their skin. Eh, that's no freaking comparison. Right. And so so I, I, I'm always I'm asking questions because I have one set of views. My husband has a different set of views. My 24 year old son has another set of views. So just starting accepting the fact that you don't know because you're not black, right? Um, Realizing that this is not a choice. Like we didn't have a choice uh, in the complexion of our skin because I got an inbox and a, what I was, somebody slithered into my DM is how I would explain it. And they basically said, you know, because their husband is a police. Well, let me just say this. I am not anti-police. My uncle, high-ranking commander, Chicago PD, I have three commanders right now. One was on my back porch last night. I love the police. I, I Look, they watch out for me. Okay, my friends do who happen to be police officers, but being a police officer is a choice and occupation. Being a black man, there isn't a choice. So when people come and they do these comparisons for me, I'm like, yeah, no, you can you don't have to be a police officer. You get to choose that. My sons did not have the opportunity to choose the complexion. And, And also my youngest son is dark complexion. My oldest son is fair complexion. A conversation as a parent I've just had last week was with my dark complexion son 
because I don't want him to resent his older brother, things are going to be harder for Austin. He is going to be judged because he is dark complexion. I know it. I've seen it. He's going to be judged by everyone, including black people, because of the complexion of his blackness, which is which is even right, even crazier. Um, but yeah, come start with uh, seek first to understand. Absolutely. I think one thing I've I've tried to do over the last few weeks, you know, we saw this whole everyone was posting, you know, the black square on Instagram and we were changing their profile and things like that. And, um, you know, people were reaching out saying, should I do it? Should I, should I not do it? And, you know, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I didn't know the answer. But I, I, I my gut reaction was, look, if you want to do it, that's great. But at the same time, don't let it just be a social media thing. Don't let it just be like one and done. And now we're like back to posting our brunch pictures, right? Like, and so that's, at least for me personally, that's what I've tried to do. You know, I mean, yes, we, we are still a business. We still got to keep the lights on. We're still, you know, doing what we got to do. But at the same time, this is a huge thing that's happening in our history that's happening right now. And to turn a blind eye and just pretend like, well, I just posted a black box. I'm good. I checked the box. Uh, and so for me personally, I've been trying to elevate black voices. I, I admit in the fact that, you know, when I looked at my, my circle, yes, I have black friends, but I had also realized, gosh, you know, I, I could be a lot more intentional about who I highlight, who I, put the spotlight on who, you know, and, and so for me personally, these are just things I'm trying to do in my own life. Cause I think honestly, that's where it starts is your own uh, self-reflection. I know I've got a lot, a lot of work to do, but um, what do what do you guys think about, about that stuff? I mean, as far as like the whole, you know, again, what to post, what to say. You know. I, I haven't, I haven't posted anything that's trending. Let me go that route. So everything <laughs> that I posted, uh, I didn't do the black square. Uh, because I was busy helping to raise $50,000 for the 77 <laughs> communities. And so yeah. I, my intention goes beyond what, what's trending, but I need, we got to rebuild the Chicago South side. Yeah. So I'm looking at how do we strategically do that? Um, so I, I'm, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm having conversation, but it's not the trending conversation because I'm going with what I'm feeling in my gut. I should say at that moment in time, Keeping in mind, because this is how I have to think right now, there's going to come a point in our male dominated industry that they're not going to want the black girl to say anything else. So I'm keeping in mind, how do I push them to right at the edge of their limits to not impact my business, right? Because I want to remind you enough to let you know that this is not going to go anywhere and that action needs to be taken. But I want you to understand I am still not the angry black woman. You should hire me. And when I come to talk about social media, I'm coming to talk about social media and not Black Lives Matter. So right now I'm, on, I'm like on a tight rope, right? Because I don't know. Can I push them just one more time? Can I nudge them? Just get them. Because at the end of the day, I'm black, right? Uh, and, and I think sometimes people forget that, right? Because they just see Marky, right? The personality. Um and so right now I'm like, okay, how do I remain true to Marky and get the word out? Yeah. But not to a point that I feel like I'm force feeding people because at the end of the day, when I think about my approach to the situation, um, it, it in life you have black and white, right? But we all know that there are numerous shades of gray in between. 
I'm embracing the people who were pushed up on the black side who, who, you know, they're not prejudiced. They're not racist. Yeah. They just might not have had exposure. Right. And we just start to kind of squeeze on over. Right. And it's a group of people over here, the racist the, uh, people who actually came in and, and started the rallies for the looting, right? I might not ever touch them. And I'm 100% okay with that. Because if you are true racist to the core of who you are, and that was instilled in you from your grandparents, your parents, and those around you, I'm not going to change that. And so what I'm trying to do is in the numerous shades of gray, right, is get those that are bumping up over here who like, yeah, you know, I want to do better. I want to I want to include everyone. I want there to be fairness in the world that we know ain't fair. Right. That's that's what I'm I'm trying to do. But even I am looking at, OK, Marky, oftentimes you're the only black in an all white environment. How many times can you nudge them on the situation before they become aggravated? <laughs> um, and, and, yeah. Because we have an honest conversation. So, uh, you know, I'm going to remind people, but I'm not trying. I'm not trying to force feed. I never. Let me be clear. When it came to fair housing and equality, these were not the discussions that I was trying to have because I want to be viewed as a social media speaker, not the equality girl. And oftentimes the person who discusses race is viewed as the angry person. I'm not the angry person, but I got something to talk about. <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> and you know really what I'm saying is true, right? It comes a point that I don't know about Marky, you know, hmm. have you seen her post lately? No, mm -hmm. no, no. <laughs> yeah. don't. You need me because I'm the only color. A lot of times they get weaving in through this situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in regards to like the, the posting question, um, you know, just for me, I realize that it starts in your heart and in your home and whatever you know, you are doing behind the scenes really matters. And if you choose to um, show that, you know, you can choose to show that. And if you choose to sign petitions and to donate money and to support, you know, uh, businesses owned by people of color and you don't share that, that that is incredibly important because at the end of the day, like it's, it's about what you're doing and what you're examining in your own privilege and biases and how you're doing better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we've decided to use our platforms to to get our voices heard because we do have platforms. And, um, you know, but I also think that, you know, it's it's really it's, it, you know, putting something up and moving on to your point to post the brunch pictures um, that you gave that example. Right. I mean, that's we don't want performance. We want proactive change and proactive actions. Well, and you mentioned in the beginning, um, you know, trying to be a better ally. And and mm -hmm. that's a word that I'm um, learning and I'm trying to do I the same thing. That I wanted to share about that. Yes, because you and I, we've been, you know, really trying to examine this. And this is one that I found, I found quite a few. Now this one I found from um, an account called Harmony Willow Studio via, um, I believe they got this quote from racialequitytools.org. It says, an ally is someone who makes the commitment and effort to recognize their privilege based on gender, class, race, sexual identity, et cetera, 
and works in solidarity with oppressed groups in the struggle for justice. So that's something that I thought was, you know, really an interesting um, definition of what that is. And I also saw another one that said, listen, you'll be working towards allyship, you know, forever. It's, you know, don't just decide you're going to be an ally. Yeah. It's something that you work on um, towards the, you know, being in allyship with any, um, you know, oppressed group. So I, I, I found that really um, spoke to me and I saved it, you know, so I can look at that on a regular basis. I love that. I would, I would also love to open it up to, uh, to questions because I know we've had a lot of great comments. I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who's watching live. I'm seeing your comments and I'm going to hop back in the comments later and, and, uh, and engage with, with a lot of you who are, are commenting. I just, I really appreciate it. We've got a great audience right now who is really um, just posting some great stuff. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, let's open up to, to some questions. Um, you had mentioned, uh, Chelsea, that you saw a question come through. Yeah, I think we, we've gotten several more. So let me, um, this one is says, question, Marky, any suggestions on handling conversations um, with black friends on what solutions might look like? And then she kind of goes into uh, a story. So, um, you know, how do you, how do you start those conversations in a, in a conscientious way, you know, where it can be proactive and positive? Um, I would reach out to them uh, based on your preferred method of communicating and say, I, look, I want to be your ally. How can I help you? And it's just it's as simple as a conversation. One of the first people to reach out to me was Brenda Lee, who's the current president, uh, national president of the Women's Council. And she says, I want to have a public discussion on race. That was all she said. She said, I don't know how the conversation is going to go. <laughs> But I'm here and I want to have that conversation. And so we hopped on. We did a live recording of a conversation. We had no idea where it was going to go. And Brenda Lee was the first national president to reach out and do anything. So I applaud her because what we knew was that she was just coming from the heart and she didn't have a scripted conversation or anything. She just simply reached out and said, look, I want to out. We need to have a conversation and it turned out great. So just reach out and say, I want to help. What can I do? It's, it's really just that simple. And that person is going to tell you uh, what you can do, how you can help them. Uh, and, and what I have been telling, and I've said this a couple of times, one black friend is not enough. I need everybody to have a whole conversation. <laughs> The black friends, right? <laughs> we're all different, right? Yep. Um, and so, yeah, just send them a message and say, hey, you know, I know a lot has been going on in the country right now. I want to be your ally. How can I help? I and I think too, we, we know, it's our responsibility to, to educate ourselves and to learn and to research and yep. to read books and to listen to podcasts. And, you know, that's something, you know, I think we've kind of talked about being a student, you know, forever. That's what I think, you know, we will be doing forever um, yep. and constantly actively engaging, right, in yep. introspection and research and education and um you know google is great you know google things that you're hearing in the news and terms and all what all what they all mean you know don't you know just hear it read a headline and you know say oh yeah i think i know about that you know go go deep on it and really research so that you can um 
you know, educate yourself because, you know, we have different experiences. We have different perceptions based on, you know, I, I grew up in California, not New York. So that's even different. I had, you know, two parents and, you know, so it's all of these things that shape our lives that we need to, um, you know, start thinking about that self-awareness of, okay, how can I best research and educate myself and ask, you know, what, what can I do better? So, yeah, I think that's really important to, to remind myself is that, Hey, it's, it's my responsibility. So saying, saying that it's your responsibility, what I would also encourage for any minority that is listening, if you want something done, never make the assumption that others know. So I never made the assumption that people understood what is going on on the South side if they don't live there. I was very intentional in reaching out to media sources, Realtor Magazine, Chicago Agent Magazine, Real Producer, telling them, hey, this is what's going on on the South side. Every last one of them took action and wrote articles about what was going on on the South side, because what could not happen is I come back a year later, I don't see the great efforts, because there are some great efforts after the fact that are going on, and I not personally call and tell them. And so I often see sometimes, uh, Carrie Little and I had a conversation, Uh, our state sent out an email on behalf of another speaker. And Carrie said, well, they've never sent an email out on my behalf. And I said, well, have you ever called to ask them to send an email out on your behalf? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm sure they did not call that person to send out, we want to send out an email on your behalf. <laughs> I'm sure, and I know the other person, I said, I'm sure he reached out to them. And so just as, just as though I think this is a two-way conversation, I want minorities to take action as well and never assume that people who don't live where you live, experience what you experience every single day, have any idea to what your life looks like. You have to be intentional and reach out to people and let them know. Cause then you can say, oh, I called, I emailed, I text so-and-so and they didn't take action. Therefore, they're allowing you to know who they truly are. And don't assume that one email, one text, and one call is going to work. If you're that passionate about it, you need to follow up on the initial communication. Absolutely. I love that. So I want to, um, I know we are getting towards the end here. I know we're going we're gonna to stop here in just uh, just a couple minutes um, and, and wrap it up. But I, I want to take one question here. And I can see that there's a lot of comments here in the chat. And I, I would love, you know, ladies, if, if you have some time later today to, to hop back in the chat and, and to, 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 to jump into the conversation, because I, I just think that there's a great conversation happening right now. Um, Connie Rose asked something. She said, tensions are so high. And often I find myself just being silent to avoid controversy. How do you address that? There's lots of negative people in, com- in comments right that right now. I mean, I love that she asked that because I think that that question is something that a lot of people are thinking. For me, when I talk about, well, when I don't publicly talk about politics, because even in my house, me and my husband don't agree. So I already know what that's going to happen. <laughs> um, however, I do publicly talk about my religion. And when I talk about religion, it's never at the expense of putting anyone else down. I don't even care if you don't believe that there is a God, right? So when you are making these posts come with intention, great intentions to be beneficial to everyone. 
and never do anything or make a comment at the expense of others. And then also understand when it is time for you to walk away from the conversation. So I am infamous. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And when I realize I'm I'm arguing with a person who likes to argue like that, that's their thing. That's what they get off on. I'll I'll leave you with that last comment. You don't have to have the last word. Let them have the last comment and just don't come back to it. Yeah. And look, unfollow. What what does it say? Um, <laughs> unfollow. Um, I'll forever unfollow. No, uh, what does it say in Facebook? <laughs> I don't get the notifications about the conversation any longer. Yeah. <laughs> snooze. You can snooze them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best button. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, I also uh, there's a lot of great comments here. You know. Um, I love that Marguerite says it's so true for white people. Chelsea says it's our responsibility to educate ourselves about racism. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to ask all your black friends. Google, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of information out there. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Or YouTube University. You get the best university in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to just take one, one other question here. Marguerite asked a really great question. She said, do you have any tips for amplifying black women and speakers in our industry? It's a great question. Things we not, we may not be thinking of i think we need to have a powwow girl group meeting um (laughs) because they need to hire more of us and what i will say the women are as dynamic if not more dynamic than the men and when i see someone of color especially on the national circuit they have had to work harder i want you to be clear because they're not naturally in the network yeah. to put things together to for the friend to hire them um that we need that that is a mastermind group meeting but i agree that we should have one because we deserve the same opportunities and the same pay as the men do because i'll say it publicly i'm as dynamic as the best speaker on the block and i deserve the same opportunities i've seen some of them dull boring folks katie and chelsea not gonna say nothing but they as dynamic too and we all should be center stage on every stage yeah Amen. I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. I'm just scrolling through here. Like I said, there's lots, lots of really great questions here. Uh, Sean Carpenter's in the house. Good to see you, Sean. He says, hey, Marky, do you think it's going to come across as disingenuous, just disingenuous when we reach out to our black friends and fellow realtors brokers to start a conversation? Um, good question. No, because I'm hearing a lot of black people saying no one has reached out to them. So you will be the one who does. They're not hearing anything. And and we're talking about people who serve on committees, not a committee member, not an association, not even the franchise that they are affiliated with has reached out to them. I don't think it's going to be disingenuous. You will likely in some situations be the only person and therefore, they will always have a different level of respect for you for taking that chance. Yeah, it's great advice. That is awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of our time. I know we we all have a, a, a busy busy schedules, busy stuff going on. Do we uh, any last any last thoughts that that any of you would like to to leave with as as we wrap up here today i'm going to put all of our contact information below so for those of you guys who are not yet connected with us we're active all over on social but especially these days on instagram so i'm going to drop uh these ladies instagram handles in the chat here um i think think the one thing i want to leave with is sort of what we just saw the last question um is 
you know, one of the things I asked myself, and again, I don't know if this is good advice or just something I do, but um, I said, well, what if I didn't? You know, what if I didn't reach out? You know, what if I didn't say something? And so, um, you know, I, I saw this this uh, beautiful artwork on Instagram and said, you know, this isn't a moment, it's a movement. And I just thought to myself, you know, what if I didn't say something? Um, you know, what if I didn't reach out? And I think that maybe when we ask for that. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say. It is okay to not know. It is not okay to know and not take action. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I think that's that's a that's a beautiful place to to end. Well, I I thank you both for this conversation. I mean, I know we could probably talk another hour and probably all hours hours about all this. Um, I feel like we just just kind of scratched the surface, and I um, if 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 both of you are open to this, I would love to have uh, you know another conversation and and another one because I, I think that for a lot of folks, again, as sort of a uh, you know, as a white woman, like this, I think is is a, it's uncomfortable because it's something we haven't talked about. And I think the more that we can talk about it, and and you know, just have these conversations about what's what to say, what not to say, and and how to be an ally, I think it's only gonna it's only gonna help help all of us. So, um, thank you for hosting today. And yeah, I'm definitely in for coming back anytime. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It's a date. No pressure. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you all, all of you for watching live. This is the whole thing's being recorded. So, uh, you know, knock on wood, when we go offline, the recording should be up here. So I would just encourage all of you watching, uh, you know, if, if this broadcast has, has been helpful, if this has inspired you with you, you know, share, share this out. I mean, share this too with your, with your office Facebook group that, that I know a lot of you have, you know, share this with your colleagues because I think that these conversations are important to have and if you feel like these conversations aren't being had in your newsfeed and you're not sure what to say a great place to start is just share this out and 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 let people listen into uh, with this conversation so thank you again for watching live if you watch this later on the replay we appreciate it thank you ladies and we will see all of you again real soon bye girls take yeah. care Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at, and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.